Section 7 of Scripture Texts with Expositions and Sentence Prayers from Calvin's Commentaries on the Minor Prophets by John Calvin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Zephaniah 33. Pride and Destruction This is the rejoicing city that dwelt carelessly, that said in her heart, I am, and there is none beside me. How is she become a desolation, a place for beasts to lie down in? every one that passeth by her shall hiss and wag his hand zephaniah two fifteen the prophet reminds them here that though nineveh was thus proud of its wealth yet it could not escape the hand of god nay he shows that the greatness on account of which nineveh extolled itself would be the cause of its ruin for it would cast itself down by its own pride as a wall when it swells will not stand such a destruction the prophet denounces on the ninevites and the assyrians let us remember that in this city is presented to us an example which belongs in common to all nations that god cannot endure the presumption of men when inflated by their own greatness and power they do not think themselves to be men nor humble themselves in a way suitable to the conditions of men but forget themselves as though they could exalt themselves above the heavens if then we desire to be protected by god's hand let us bear in mind what our condition is and daily yea hourly prepare ourselves for a change except god be pleased to sustain us our suitability is to depend only on the aid of god and from consciousness of our infirmity to tremble in ourselves lest a fearfulness of our state should creep in prayer grant almighty god that as thou triest us in the warfare of the cross and arousest most powerful enemies whose barbarity might justly terrify and dishearten us were we not depending on thine aid o grant that we may call to mind how wonderfully thou didst in former times deliver thy people and how seasonably thou didst bring them help when they were oppressed and entirely overwhelmed so that we may learn at this day to flee to thy protection and not doubt that when thou becomest propitious to us there is in thee sufficient power to preserve us and to lay prostrate our enemies how much soever they may now exult and think to triumph above the heavens so that they may at length know by experience that they are earthly and frail creatures whose life and condition is like the mist which soon vanishes and may we learn to aspire after that blessed eternity which is laid up for us in heaven through christ our lord amen thirty four pure lips for then will i turn to the people a pure language that they may all call upon the name of the lord to serve him with one consent zephaniah three nine god intimates that he would propagate his grace wider after having cleansed the earth for he will be worshipped not only in judea but by foreign nations and even by the remotest god has in his own hand the means by which he will vindicate his own glory for he will not only defend his church in judea but will also gather into it nations far and wide so that his name shall be everywhere celebrated god does not without reason promise that he will turn pure lips to the nations that is that he will cause the nations to call on his name with pure lips we hence learn that god cannot rightly be invoked by us until he draws us to himself for we have profane and impure lips as to the word all it is to be referred to nations not to each individual for it has not been brought to pass that every one has called on god but there have been some of all nations as paul says also in the first chapter of the epistle to the corinthians for in addressing the faithful he adds with all that in every place call upon the name of jesus christ our lord both theirs and ours that is not only in judea and elsewhere he says 
I will that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. 1 Timothy 2, 8. Prayer. Grant, Almighty God, that since it is the principal part of our happiness, that while we are absent from Thee in this world, there is yet open to us a familiar access to Thee by faith. O grant that we may be able to come with a pure heart to Thy presence, and when our lips are polluted, O purify us by Thy Spirit, so that we may not only pray to Thee with the mouth, but also prove that we do this sincerely, without any dissimulation, and that we earnestly seek to spend our whole life in glorifying thy name, until at length being gathered into thy celestial kingdom, we may be really and truly united to thee, and be made partakers of that glory which has been procured for us by the blood of thine only Son. Amen. 35. Uses of Affliction I will also leave in the midst of thee an afflicted and poor people, and they shall trust in the name of the Lord. Zephaniah 3.12. It ought to have been a compensation to ease their grief when the godly saw that God would be propitious to them, though he had treated them with great severity. The church could not have been preserved without correcting and subduing that arrogance which arose from a false profession as to God. Zephaniah takes it now for granted that pride could not be torn away from their hearts unless they were wholly cast down and thus made contrite. The church is subdued by the cross, that she may know her pride, which is so innate and so fixed in the hearts of men that it cannot be removed, unless the Lord, so to speak, roots it out by force. There is therefore no wonder that the faithful are so much humbled by the Lord, and that the lot of the church is so contemptible, for if they had more vigour, they would soon, as is often the case, break out into an insolent spirit. We hence see for what purpose God deprives us of all earthly trust, and takes away from us every ground of glorying. It is that we rely only on His favour. This dependence ought not, indeed, to be extorted from us, for what can be more desirable than to trust in God? But while men arrogate to themselves more than what is right, and thus put themselves in the place of God, they cannot really and sincerely trust in Him. Prayer Grant, Almighty God, that since the depravity of our nature is so great, that we cannot bear prosperity without some wantonness of the flesh immediately raging in us, and without becoming even arrogant against thee, O grant that we may profit under the trials of the cross, and when thou humblest us, may we, with lowly hearts renouncing our perverseness, submit ourselves to thee, and not only bear thy yoke submissively, but proceed in this obedience through all our life, and so contend against all temptations as never to glory in ourselves, and feel also convinced that all true and real glory is laid up for us in thee, until we shall enjoy it in thy celestial kingdom, through Christ our Lord. Amen. End of section 7